Startup is my new documentary film about a group of entrepreneurs and their teams working on artificial intelligence, drones, 3D printing, clean tech and biotech in Switzerland. I made this podcast to introduce the founders of the startups in the film. So these interviews took place behind the scenes and they won't be in the documentary. In this episode, I'm speaking with Bardia Valizade, co-founder of Deepoli. I'm Bardia Valizade. I'm a co-founder and CTO of Deepoli. We are uh, doing post-consumer pet plastic recycling. So we are focusing uh, on a circular economy for pet plastics. How did you get started with your venture? Uh, so Deepoli specifically, we, uh, we started um, with the uh, idea of plastic recycling and what Sam was doing uh, on uh, recycling plastic. And the early days we were talking about uh, how to start a startup, how to uh, build an I- over an idea. And I remember talking with her in the lab over the whole issue of uh, plastics. And then uh, later on, uh, it came, uh, she came back to me and say, basically, I have this uh, that I kind of get it to work. Uh, would you like, would you interested to work on it to see if it can be uh, expanded to an actual chemical process that we can develop on it? And yeah, that's basically where you started. When you compare the beginning of your startup and today, what are the main differences that you see? Oh, so there are a lot of differences, actually. Things have changed a lot. I would say the first day, um, so in, in my understanding is that, uh, so startups all start with these um, paradise, um, uh, paradise beginning time. So they have, you have this paradise phase that everything is uh, really nice. You're, you're working on this technology that is going really well and you're building up on it and everything looks nice. And then as you go further, you start to see the, the problems and the challenges and the bugs. And then, then things get, uh, start to get real once you, uh, once you actually are going outside the lab, if that's the case. Uh, so then, then you basically are hit with the reality and then you have to realize uh, how to get things actually work. So right now, I would say I would, uh, I, I would, I'm thinking uh, another way of, um, of problem solving that I used to think before because the, the, the scales has changed. How important is it for you to work in a startup that focuses on sustainability? Uh, so sustainability, as you said, right now is a very hot topic. It's a trend now. And a lot of uh, people are weighing in into uh, doing this. But um, I, think, I think there are very few, a rare, uh, let's say, actually commercialized company that has the sustainability as a primary uh, objective of the company. So I think in that sense, we are also uh, innovative. Is something that we have as a core of our company and we're building on it. And this is our uh, ob- main objective that we're going to hold throughout our journey. The main uh, objective for me was that um, I wanted to, to develop, to, to make an impact that actually, uh, actually does something and actually means something. I can say, and I look, I can... In, I don't know, in five years or 10 years, I can look back and I say, I did this and it had an impact. Uh, 
So I think that was the uh, that was the the main motive and the main drive. And then with what we are doing, I think it's uh, it's really well serves that purpose. What is maybe an advice that you have for someone out of academia who wants to found their own startup? That's a tough question because each startup. Is, is different uh, in nature and it, is, it happens in a different environment. But I would say uh, if I also, from my experience personally and also some uh, uh, previous experience of the startups that I've seen that I've failed, let's say, I would say the first thing that you have to do when you have an idea is to think about how it uh, actually will impact and who are the, the people or the community that it will impact. And uh, if, if your targeted, uh, uh, your targeted uh, value is actually needed, because there are a lot of startups, there are a lot of great ideas that um, there's, ju there's, there's, there's just no market for them at the moment. Maybe right now is not the right time for you to come up with this maybe great idea. So I would say, uh, it's really good to to know uh, to know your target and to know your market um, and do a I would say extensive research on that um, and once you are determined that okay this is going to work and there is actually need and somebody is going to use it then I think then you have a good chance to succeed. You guys are three co-founders in in your startup. So, what is an advice that you have for finding co-founders? Uh, so, I think I think it's it's important to um, for the for the at least the co-founders who are working basically every single day together to have a good dynamic of communication. It, it's it's the most important thing. At the end of the day, if you cannot communicate well, you cannot go forward. So. I think if you need to find the right person or persons that you are comfortable with, that you can communicate easily, um, and that that would be the basically the building block uh, of the uh, of the startup. What are the main uh, knowledge gaps that you had to bridge when running your startup? Yeah. So uh, yeah, you can always. Uh, dig up data and uh, look for uh, look for basically um, input from people who are experienced, let's say, uh, uh, in the field that you're working. But one of the one of the let's say main thing that you can rely on is the feedback that you can get from actual industry. So I would say go talk to people who are working in the industries. Just tell them I have this idea and I'm um, I'm planning to do this. Is there? Do you think if if I have this uh, hypothetical uh, product, would you buy it? You will get a lot of useful feedbacks. Uh, for us, I think the the feedback, the nice feedback that we got was um, so we were going through. Uh, so we had an idea, we developed the technology and everything, and we, we start applying for grant. And the first grant that we applied was a big one. It was a venture, uh, and we just uh, we were at the very earliest stage, so we didn't know most of the things that uh, about financials, about the business, and how to actually we can run a business. Um, but we submitted for the grant, and we actually won it, and we won the grant prize. So that was a 
huge boost and a great feedback that we got that now this actually can work. So yeah, there, you, you can always get your feedback from different ways. You just have to actually look for it, not live in the dream that you have, that you developed uh, because it's your idea. What is the main difference that you found between your expectation of what it's going to be like and actually running your own startup? Uh, so it, it, this actually goes back to that paradise phase that I said. Um, so often when you talk about a startups, the, the stories that comes up uh, are the success. All the startups that, has, uh, that, are, that are being unicorn, has been unicorn, and uh, those that are being successful raise tons, tons of millions of monies. So these are the stories that you hear and you don't hear the other, and this is usually the bottom, I don't know, 1% or sometimes 10% of the successful ones. You don't see the other 90% that have failed. So, um, and that's kind of make this startup, um, the startup um, scenery very appealing to people because they see these big successes and say, why can I, can't I do that? But that is actually far away from the reality. There are a lot of challenges. There are a lot of startups that have failed um, through their journey for a variety of reasons. But uh, what you need to look for is that what is behind those successes? What, are, what were the challenges? How these people became, became successful? So I think this is, the, this is the most important thing to look at when you look at the... Uh, a startup scenery. Don't look at the success. Don't, don't look at what uh, what they what those people got and what got them there. As an entrepreneur, what are maybe uh, role models that you have and and goals for your future? Uh, I cannot say I have a role model uh, in terms of entrepreneurship because I think I think every entrepreneur has in has his or her own set of skills and uh, let's say ideology and ca capacity uh, so I think I, I don't think it's uh, with the mindset of entrepre entrepreneurship I don't think it's good to put a limit uh, on what I want to be so uh, I think I can I can reach the, the sky let's say <laughs> The, the main thing that I would like to, uh, to achieve within the frame of the startup, the Deepali, let's say, is that to, to make that impact that, uh, that I talked about before, to make sure that what we do at the end made, the, made an impact on the world, on the day-to-day people's life, on the next generation, to at the end to leave to leave the world on, uh, on a better situation that we received it, so, yeah. Startup and this podcast is produced by 8th Grade Story Driven Science and by me, Manuel Staggers. Startup is supported by the Gebert Riff Stiftung as part of the Scientainment program. Additional support from the Ernst Göner Stiftung, Kultur Wetzikon and the Canton of Valais. Visit the film website www.startup-documentary.com for more interviews like this one and for more information about the film, trailers and showtimes.